Welcome to episode 84 of the Mayberry Devotional, entitled, Tick a Lock. Today I'll be looking at season 3, episode 17 of the Andy Griffith Show, High Noon in Mayberry. And I'll be looking at scripture from Hebrews chapter 8, verse 12. At the start of today's episode, we see Barney, Andy, and Otis at the courthouse, when we hear the whistle of the mailman at the front door. Andy goes to retrieve the mail, and we learn how Billy Ray, the mailman, requires that all mail must be deposited through the mail slot at the courthouse. Andy starts sorting through the mail and finds a letter for himself and one for Barney. Unfortunately, Otis doesn't receive anything today. Barney opens up his letter and finds a dividend check for his portion of the stock he owns. We find out that Barney owns an eighth of a share of stock with some of the local men in town, which gives him a dividend check of a whopping 27 cents. Andy's letter comes from Luke Comstock and is a little more mysterious. Luke robbed a gas station and got shot by Andy in the leg, which eventually went game and made him walk with a limp. The letter says that Luke wants to set things straight, and Barney immediately thinks that he means that he's coming to shoot Andy. While Andy doesn't seem to hold the same doom and gloom outlook that Barney does, Andy's still concerned. The scene changes to Barney swearing in Gomer and Otis as temporary deputies so they can help keep track on Andy 24 hours a day. After a few minutes of discussion about the job, we see the scene change to Barney and Andy at Andy's house playing dominoes. As the night goes on, we see that Gomer shows up outside Andy's house to take over his shift of watching Andy. Barney abruptly leaves and meets Gomer out in the yard to discuss his job of watching over Andy and finds out that Otis is supposed to be around back. The next day at the courthouse, Andy talks to Barney and confronts him about having Otis and Gomer be his bodyguards and... Barney denies it initially, but he finally admits that they are watching Andy because, well, they don't think Andy's taking this serious enough. The scene again changes to the bus stop where we see a man get off the bus who's got a limp and he's carrying a suitcase and a leather shotgun case. Later that evening, we see Barney at Andy's house letting him know that they've spotted Luke Comstock in town. Barney insists that they will keep a watch over Andy no matter what. After Barney leaves, Andy gets a phone call, which turns out to be Luke, who's coming over to pay him a visit. Andy then has Aunt B and Opie go next door to Clara's for a little bit. Before Luke shows up, we see one of the few scenes where Andy smokes a cigarette as he appears to be a little anxious over the situation. In the next scene, we see Aunt B as she's calling Barney to warn him that Luke is coming over. Back at Andy's house, we see Andy get his revolver that he's got hidden in the house, and he puts bullets in it. But at the last minute, he changes his mind and he hides the gun back on top of the china cabinet. At the courthouse, we see a quick scene as Barney starts equipping Otis and Gomer, well, Gomer, to head over to Andy's. As Andy is sitting at his house, we see Luke show up and he comes in to talk to Andy. In the meantime, we see Barney, Otis, and Gomer show up eventually to make it to the front porch to watch over Andy. Luke gives him a rundown of his life, and which we find out he was laid up in the hospital for quite a while. Then he started studying math and electricity, and eventually opened up some television repair stores. Instead of coming to Maybury to shoot Andy, turns out that Luke come down to thank Andy. Well, for, eh, I guess you could say for shooting him. To show his appreciation, Luke brought Andy a shotgun. While showing the gun off to Andy... Barney and the boys are watching from the front porch, and it looks like Luke is about to shoot Andy, so Barney goes and pulls the fuse to the house so all the lights go out. Andy and Luke go to the fuse box just in time to hear a ruckus in Andy's living room. Andy replaces the fuse, goes back in to find 
Barney, Gomer, and Otis all tied up in the floor with a botched attempt to save Andy's life. The epilogue has Barney explaining his actions to Andy, for which Andy says all is forgiven and they can forget the whole thing, even though Barney keeps bringing it up. Otis comes in to apologize, and we find out that the subject is closed and they've agreed to tick a lock. As Otis leaves, he tries again to place the blame on Barney, and Barney quickly shuts him down. After Otis leaves, Andy makes one more comment, but Barney quickly tells him to tick a lock, and he shuts the conversation down altogether. Today I want to look at scripture from Hebrews chapter 8, verse 12. For I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. Now, there is so much we could talk about just in this one verse. We could do a study on it for hours and everything that goes with it, but I'm going to try to keep it to to three to four minutes. If you've got any questions about this or you'd like to discuss it more, message me and we can do it over more of a different setting. Okay, so let's dig in. In chapter 7 of the book of Hebrews, the writer is comparing Christ to the king and priest Melchizedek. In chapter 8, He continues to talk about Christ and how he tells of his ministry and how it's better and how Christ has become our high priest. In verse 7 of this chapter, we see how Christ has come to bring a new covenant. The old covenant was based upon God's promises to the nation of Israel, which started with Abraham. And we think more of how it dealt with the laws which God gave to the nation of Israel. Forgiveness of sins would be based upon following God's rules by offering a blood sacrifice from a living animal. However, since man sins continuously, an offering had to be made yearly because there wasn't a perfect sacrifice. When Christ died on the cross, a new covenant was made because Christ died once for the sins of all. So with that all being said, the writer is telling how Christ says that a new covenant was set forth to bring forgiveness of our iniquities, our sins, and how he would remember them no more. Now from the studies of the Bible that I've done, I believe that after we get saved, we continue to sin. Under the Old Covenant, a sacrifice would be required every year at the Day of Atonement for our past sins. But the writer of Hebrews says in chapter 10, verse 12, that Christ offered one sacrifice for sins forever, meaning that all these yearly sacrifices no longer had to be done. Once we accept Christ, His plan of salvation, and we accept Him as our Savior, We are forgiven from all of our past sins, our present sins, and our future sins. And the punishment of sin, which was eternal separation from God, was taken away. In our episode today, we see that Barney had all the best intentions in the world for protecting Andy. But, as usual, things fell apart. In the epilogue, it appears that Barney keeps seeking Andy's forgiveness. But Andy tells him that he's already forgiven and that all of it has been forgotten. When Otis comes in and starts talking about it, Barney quickly tells him how everything's forgiven and it's been forgotten. They won't even bring it up again. Take a lock, as Barney says. Then, as Otis leaves, Andy goes to make a comment about it to Barney, and Barney quickly turns to Andy and tells him to take a lock, which is a reminder to Andy that all is forgiven and it's all to be forgotten. I would say it's safe to say that we don't hear the the same take a lock used today much. But we've probably heard its equivalent. Keep quiet. Zip it. Shut your mouth. Or even just the out-and-out rude, shut up. When I hear tick a lock, I think of the idea of it being something that is, is meant to be put away and never brought up again. Not only is it never to be spoken of again, it's, it's to be forgotten altogether. Unfortunately, people have a motto today of, I'll forgive, 
but I'll never forget. Now, sometimes that's meant that they'll forgive you, but they're going to keep a close eye on you from now on. But unfortunately, it's also meant that they're going to forgive you, but they'll quickly bring it back up if anything goes wrong again. So, you know, really, it's not forgotten at all. The author of Hebrews is writing concerning our salvation, which is a new covenant for all people, a free plan of salvation that was made by a perfect blood offering, which was Christ dying at Calvary on the cross for us. A plan where our past, present, and all of our future sins would be remembered no more. The devil will do everything in his power to accuse us before God. The devil wants to bring up our past sins before God to show that we're not worthy. In the book of Revelation, we read that Satan is called the accuser of the brethren. In Job, we see that the devil was talking to God, accusing Job. And in Zechariah, we read that the devil accused Joshua before the angel of the Lord. And while we aren't worthy of God's love and his plan of salvation for us, I'm thankful for these verses, like the ones here in Hebrews that says that God will forgive us and will not remember our sins anymore. So when you feel like the devil is bringing up your past sins and that he's bringing up all the things that we've done in the past and he's accusing us before God, just remind him to tick a lock that God has already forgiven us of all of our sins and he's forgotten all about them. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Mayberry Devotional. If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast, leave me a rating or a comment. I'd appreciate it. And I hope you'll join me next week as we'll look at Season 3, Episode 18, The Loaded Goat. And until then, thanks for listening.